Well, good morning, everybody. Pat Masidi here. Hopefully, uh, share from the heart today. And I want to I want to say this before I I um, embark on what I want to share today. Uh, firstly, I love the church, and I love my Pentecostal heritage. By the way, that's the roots in which I grew up in, and uh, the Assemblies God or ACC were my home that brought the gospel. To, to me, both to me and uh, to my grandmother over in Italy. And I'm very, very, very much a Pentecostal. Now, what I want to say does not apply to the Pentecostal churches, but just to church in general. And look, if you're out there and you want to slag off on anyone or use this platform to personally attack, I'll block you, I'll delete you. This is not the place. Um, over the last few days, I've had a chance to sit and think and, you know, I've always been a fighter. I've always been a fighter. And, you know, you can take Banks down, you can take the boy out of it, but you can't take Banks down out of the boy sometimes. And sometimes my fighting spirit that I have can be a great blessing, but it can also be uh, something that basically can get in the way of the message. And I personally don't mean to offend anyone or any uh, Christian leaders out there. That was not my intention. My intention is to try and get this sleeping giant called the body of Christ to wake up. And by no means am I saying that I'm the only one out there. Uh, you know, I think one of the prophets said that and God said, I've got 400 just like you. So that's not my intention. What stirred me up was the other day seeing many of our leaders and, you know, saying that during the census we should write Pentecostal. What amazed me is that we have a Pentecostal Prime Minister who can't even get us on the ballot of the census, if I call it a ballot. You know what I mean. Maybe Scott's forgot his roots. Maybe he forgot who brought him to the dance. But I want to thank some really great men out there, and uh, Pastor Tim and Russell and Pastor Andrew and my old mate. We had a great chat last night. And I realised that I need to speak and speak from the heart. This is an appeal and an appeal to our leaders. And if you're not a Pentecostal, that's okay. You can still resonate with what I'm about to say. And the early church were all Pentecostal. And the day of Pentecost came, that was the birthing of the church. There was no differentiation between Anglican, Baptist, Catholic. It was the church. As a matter of fact, their brand was called Christians. They were first called Christians. Sadly, there is no place on our census for Christian. And so we have to put ourselves in categories. And many of us, I think, have forgotten our roots. What's a Pentecost? Well, someone believes in the gifts of the Spirit, someone who believes in speaking in tongues, someone who believes in, in the ascension gifts and the spiritual gifts. And and someone who really believes the Bible, someone who fundamentally their beliefs believe the coming of Christ is real. Several years ago, a prophet by the name of Dick Mills came to one of our Assemblies of God conferences, and I'll never forget it, because he said the next series of persecution coming to the church would be trial by media. And he's right. Today, we almost at a point where we stand for nothing. You know, we, we don't stand 
for the things that are right anymore. Where was our voice when euthanasia was passed, just virtually overnight? Where was our voice with abortion? Where has been our voice right now with the amount of suicides that are happening every single day? The bankruptcies that are happening every single day. These are people in our own congregations that are hurting. But are we listening? You see, there was a time when the church was respected. Sadly, we've lost that. And we have, and because of that, we've allowed ourselves to have no voice. If we're Pentecostals, if we're Christians, we need to speak out against what I believe to be the greatest human experiment in all of history. And now they're coming for our children. Pentecostals stand for praise and worship, but our praise and worship has been shut down because our churches or our buildings that we have our worship services in under a prime minister's watch who calls himself a Pentecostal. I have no reason to doubt that he isn't. But our churches are silent. Our praise is silent. And the world's gone crazy. And that's probably why it's going crazy. I'm a Pentecostal. That means when one of my own is imprisoned for opening up his church, I need to speak out against that injustice. But it took a young Jewish boy from Rebel News, Avi, to express and give voice to Pastor Paul down there in Melbourne, who was locked in solitary confinement for two weeks. And a man of God that he is, he turned that round and used that to share the gospel in prison. But where was our voices as Christian leaders when one of our own was imprisoned? Right now, we're afraid of confrontation. I've reached out to a few leaders, only to be told, well, no thanks. And that's okay. But what's crazy to me is that we are Christians. We're not a brand. I had a major leader in this country say to me, uh, Pat, we can't have you speak in our church because we've got to protect our brand. I'm certainly glad that Jesus never thought that of me. And may I remind everyone that the church did not shed its blood for you. The church did not say, I will never leave you nor forsake you. The church did not say, I will come again. The church did not redeem you. Christ did that. And we are part of the church, the ecclesia, the gathering. And I want to reach out to those of you that are in leadership today and say, speak up. Yesterday, I went to my dry cleaner. Uh, under the 10 kilometre radius that I'm imprisoned in now. And she was distraught in tears and said, Pat, I don't even know if I'm going to be here in a couple of weeks. This poor woman's struggling to keep her business alive and to feed her family. And we're allowing people to treat us like prisoners. To all the Christian leaders, Pentecostal leaders, you're a sleeping giant. If you wake up, you can turn this around. I'm appealing to you as a brother. Yep, a flawed one. Yep, a sheep with black spots. But you carry the clout. I don't. You carry movements. I don't. 
I'm asking you to mobilise your people, not just to prayer, but mobilise them. They want to follow generals with scars. They don't want to follow unscarred generals who are absolutely enamoured with celebrity culture and enamoured by the, what can I call it, the amorous relationship with political figures. Pentecost stands for human rights. May I remind you, there was a one-eyed black man called Willie Seymour who brought Pentecost to the world. A one-eyed black man could see more than most people of white skin. May I remind you that the Pentecostal church was among the first to allow women in ministry, Amy Simple McPherson and Catherine Coleman, just to name a few. May I also say to you that it was Pentecostal churches who introduced one of the greatest revivals this nation has ever seen in youth alive. May I remind you that it was Pentecostal people who were involved in many acts of liberation for the poor. And now it's our time, Pentecostal pastors and leaders, to stand up. You see, many people get offended when they're confronted. So they silence you. I don't know where we ever got the notion that confrontation or correction is disapproval. If that's the case, then God's word says simply that whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. That's not disapproval. You know, we're told that we must be people who listen to the, to the government of our, of our time and do what they say. Well, if that was the case, the United States would never have been born because they became a nation because they were tired of British tyranny. And the Declaration of Independence stated that all men are created equal and they have been given certain unalienable rights. I'm appealing to leaders to fight for these rights right now before it gets too late. I believe that we can turn this tide around and I'm speaking slowly. I want to speak succinctly as best as I can. I'm a Pentecostal. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe in the word of God. I believe in the second coming of Jesus. I believe in miracles. I believe I must be a voice against injustice. I believe that I'm part of a church that is spotless because of his shed blood. And I'm willing to be persecuted. I am. And I'm willing to be a voice. I'm asking you as leaders to be a voice, not behind the scenes in rooms with politicians. Tell your people what you're doing. If you're doing something to help, tell them because they feel alone. Tell your teenagers that have been told that if they don't get jabbed, they can't go to school. Tell them you'll stand for them. Tell your business people that are still giving their tithes and their offerings to support the work of the Lord, that you're fighting for their businesses to stay alive. Tell the people that have fallen ill because they did the right thing that this is an injustice and you will not allow them to be a trial. It's time we speak up. For evil to prosper, all good men need to do is stay silent. And there's a lot of good men and women out there that carry a lot of weight and a lot of clout. 
I hope you hear the spirit in which I'm saying this. And in closing, I want to thank, I may have mentioned it before, but Tim and Russell and Pastor Andrew and Woody and Pastor Rob, others of you that have spoken to me and said that we need to maybe use a little bit more, well, softness in my approach. So I'm coming from the heart. If you want to receive this as a admonition, it's certainly not the spirit in which I'm, I'm speaking or giving. I'm speaking as a brother to my brothers and to my sisters out there that are in leadership. You tell us to stand up, show us how. Show us how. God bless you. Please make sure you share this message and encourage people. Again, be kind. Please don't put attacks on here. You'll be blocked and, and deleted if you do. I'm not into that. So God bless you, everyone, and share this message.